Let's hear now on Saturday Extra from the occupied territories about how this is being perceived from a Palestinian point of view. I spoke to lawyer and human rights activist Raja Shahada last year about his hopes that Israelis and Palestinians would reach a peaceful settlement. At the time of his book publication, We Could Have Been Friends, My Father and I. A very moving interview. I spoke to him again last night from Ramallah in the West Bank. Hello, hello, Geraldine. What would you say is the mood there in Ramallah as people contemplate what's happening with fellow Palestinians in Gaza? Well, there's trepidation because every morning we hear more terrible things that are going to happen. The latest this morning was that the uh, Israel has asked uh, uh, 1.1 million people from Gaza and the north to move to the south. And, and that would be catastrophic and, and that would be uh, add, add catastrophe to catastrophe. Uh, are you all avoiding the topic or are you just unable to do anything but talk about it? I don't even know whether you can sort of uh, t- take yourself out of it at all. Well, uh, you know, we have also our own troubles to, to deal with because uh, in, in the West Bank since uh, uh, last Saturday, 65 people have been killed uh, by settlers and uh, violent settlers and the army and, and over 600 were injured. So we are also confined to, to our places and there are checkpoints all over and uh, anyone who's taking the risk of moving from uh, town to, to town is run, runs the risk of being shot at by violent settlers or the army. So uh, at the same time, you know, every everything I do in the house, I feel I, it's, as though it's a privilege because the people in Gaza are, are unable to do it, whether it's eating, whether it's drinking, whether it's uh, resting and, and anything that I do in the house, I feel a sense of guilt that the people in Gaza cannot do it and, and are living in, in, in a hellish situation. What do you see when you go out of your house and into the streets? Are people still going about their daily lives, though in a very reduced fashion or not? Well, in, in Ramallah, which is like a bubble usually, uh, people are going out to do their usual things and, and schools are open and, and so there's traffic and there uh, seems like normal activity. But everybody is go- going with a heavy heart and, and, and with uh, constant uh, uh, finger on the, on the uh, mobile phones to find out what is the latest in Gaza and how the number of killings and the number of injured and, and uh, what happened, the latest things. And so... It's, it's, it's a very heavy-hearted situation, heartbreaking, and, and uh, you can't say that it's normal in any sense of the word. Do you fear that the West Bank will erupt in anything like the same form as Gaza has with its militant wing of Hamas? Well, at the moment, I don't think there will be an eruption, but uh, uh, there is a lot of... Uh, uh, killing and 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 this is creating more anger and and uh, creating a more dangerous situation because you see the settlers in the West Bank, the violent settlers, feel that now that the attention is drawn on Gaza, they can uh, can do uh, whatever they want here, and it's also uh, the olive picking season. So people trying to get to their uh, orchards are also being attacked and and not allowed to to pr- go on with the olive picking, which is a very important activity because many people depend on the olive and the oil for, for their livelihood. Is the IDF Sorry. anywhere or is the, the PA's uh, police force, uh, are they protecting p- these people or trying to? 
Well, the, uh, unfortunately, the uh, police force and the, uh, uh, the, the armed uh, PA people, Palestinian Authority people, never interfere when it is uh, uh, something that the settlers do or the army do, does. There is a, uh, they always stay away. And so we don't feel any protection by them. Uh, on the contrary, uh, it, uh, uh, we are on, left on our own, really. Have you changed your no, behaviour, your own behaviour? Like, are you afraid of personal violence? I mean, do, do you get involved in, even in relatives in, in olive picking or anything like that? I know that you're a lawyer, but I just wondered. Well, of course, I have relatives all over and, and people I know in Gaza who, who send me messages about the atrocities and, and it's very disturbing. But you know, what is most disturbing is that the word animals has been used repeatedly by uh, Israelis in reference to the uh, uh, Palestinians in Gaza. And, and that is very worrying. It's like a, a homo sacre uh, where you can do anything to, to the people with a total impunity. Uh, I, I think terrible things have been said from the uh, officials in Israel uh, who are also saying that uh, they're not interested in, in precision, but in creating damage, as, as much damage as possible. And of course, the uh, blockage which doesn't allow any fuel or food or water to the to the uh, strip is is is, is a, a human catastrophe it's a disaster because people are left with no provisions and and it means that the civilians are suffering and it's a war against the civilians and it's a revenge war what war of revenge did because I know you have Israeli friends um, I just wonder whether you've spoken to any of them this week in in terms of I'm trying to assess your own reaction to the violence unleashed by Hamas last weekend? Well, my reaction is, is of disgust because uh, any massacre committed by either side is a terrible thing that shouldn't happen. And But uh, it's no justification for uh, going against the whole population of Gaza, which was not involved in the massacre. And so they, they, they should not be punished for what Hamas did or some, some group of Hamas did. Uh, so uh, it's, uh, the future is very dim when, when uh, people are being treated in this way on either side. What's the atmosphere been like in the West Bank um, prior to this? You've, you've talked about the increasing levels of violence, um, but what else, what else has been happening in terms of um, the responses of some of the, uh, the settlers uh, and, you know, engagements with the, Holy, with the Temple Mount and so on? Well, you know, there were several fronts. There was uh, an attempt at uh, uh, evicting some villagers and taking over their land, uh, which has happened in several places and several communities have been evacuated by the violent settlers, including in, in the south of Hebron, in the hills of south of Hebron. Uh, there was attacks uh, and, and trying to uh, pray in large numbers in the Al-Aqsa um, uh, uh, Mosque, which, was, uh, mm. uh, which is a, the third holiest site in Islam. And that, that was very provocative for, for Muslims here because uh, uh, that is an attempt at uh, taking over the, the mosque as, as happened in Hebron. I think some uh, of the officials, the, uh, the Israeli uh, officials and their wife, I think, uh, was it Ben Gavir and his wife actually prayed there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went also there, and that's, that's pure provocation because there is a status quo which allows for 
a certain uh, number of people coming to 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 visit, but not to pray in the Al-Aqsa. And so uh, it's provocation, and and that provocation was part of the atmosphere that was being engendered in the West Bank, in addition to the uh, uh, more and more settlements being established and and more restrictions on the life of the Palestinians along the roads and along the uh, uh, shooting of the villages near the uh, settlements and so on. Can you see, Raja, as some say, even in the midst of these horrifying times, that just as after the 73 war, which actually led to a peace deal between Egypt and um, uh, Israel, that this horrifying though it is might lead ultimately to a recognition that there has to be some sort of rapprochement between maybe the West Bank Palestinians and Israelis, uh, which I think you're yearning for. Can you see any chance of that? Thank you for asking this question. And I wish I could answer it in a positive way. But, you know, the problem is that uh, 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 the policy of Israel for a long time has been to take Hamas out of politics. And so uh, by taking Hamas out of politics and by the U.S. calling Hamas a terrorist organization and not withdrawing that or, or making it conditional or uh, upon something, then uh, uh, it's very difficult to see how uh, there would be rapprochement when Israel is refusing to deal with the adversary. I mean, you know, it's, it's adversaries who, who, who have to come together and, and uh, uh, make peace. And so by, by destroying, uh, I, and I don't think Israel wants to completely destroy Hamas because Hamas has been a cornerstone of the Israeli policy for a long time. It, was, it gave them the excuse not to uh, negotiate. And, and by, by not negotiating with Hamas, they're also not negotiating with the Palestinian Authority because the Palestinian Authority has not called for armed struggle. And the, uh, Mahmoud Abbas, the head of the authority, has been calling for negotiation uh, all along. And recently he has, he has been dubbed by some officials in the Israeli government as the mayor of Ramallah. And so... What, as an uh, insult? Uh, as an insult? As an insult, of course. And so uh, there's no uh, attempt by Israel to, to come together and negotiate with anyone, whether calling for armed resistance or not. And, and, uh, and so that means that the only way we can do what you are hoping and I am hoping to, to happen is through international pressure. Can you see anything like that in the offing? Unfortunately, unfortunately no, because not even, not even uh, there is no pressure, but there is support for Israel in everything it does. And, uh, and there's no word being said by the Western countries uh, that uh, Israel must not harm civilians during the, the uh, hostilities. It's only recent that uh, uh, the U.S. Uh, Biden has said that there must be a little more restraint on the part of Israel. But uh, they, they're not following that with any real action or, or any stronger words. And so uh, the likelihood that they'll put pressure is very slim. All right, Raja. Well, look, uh, good luck to you, and I hope we can check in again in a little while. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Lawyer and human rights activist Raja Shahada from Ramallah. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations, live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.